You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve, once again, for episode 147 of Cyber Time Bite. Yeah, it's 147 episodes. That's that we are so close to 150 that it's nuts. I I I'm, I love it. I'm pretty sure you all love it. It's pretty cool and it's really great. But today, I'm with someone who cosplays from the state of Louisiana. I I had someone else who's been. I had um two other people who cosplay from the same state and they were really cool and I'm glad to have them on. But today, I am with um I'm with a cosplayer uh I forget oh bento bento cosplay something bento box cosplay <laughs> bento box cosplay there we go hi how are you doing <laughs> I'm doing great I'm happy to be a part of the experience of Cyber Time Bite hey thanks. Um, so, I guess first question, where did the name come from? <laughs> uh, Bento Box Cosplay, so, uh, years and years ago, back in the ancient time of, uh, 2012, uh, I'd been cosplaying for a little bit, and I decided that I wanted to make a Facebook page, which was the style at the time, <laughs> um, before Instagram and before all of that and so I was kind of thinking about it at that time I was going through like kind of my uh weeaboo phase a little bit yeah and um I came up with I liked the ideas of bento boxes and all that different stuff and then the thought process was kind of like I have a lot of different stuff that I'm into and I cosplay a lot of different things and it's like a lunchbox with a lot of different things that you can get inside of it. So then I was like, oh, into box cosplay. And I was like, oh, well, somebody probably already has that cosplay moniker that they already kind of go by. So uh, I looked it up and there were no bento box cosplays at that point. So I was like, great, I'm taking it. And I made a Facebook page and the rest is history. That's really cool, actually. It's a lot. It's a lot more. I mean. That's a lot more creative than how my original username became to be. <laughs> I mean, because uh, my because my original I mean I'm nostalgia vamp now, but I used to be Luigi Steel back in the day. <laughs> Good old Luigi. Yeah, I had because I had that, and then the Steel part came from Guitar Hero because I'm a huge Guitar Hero freak, and. Like I put, I put the in my favorite character from Guitar Hero was literally called Ash of Steel, and I took his last name and I took Luigi and I put them together and I made Luigi Steel. And I always think it's really cool to find out the origin of people's usernames because they can definitely be very different from one another. Yeah, I was do. I I was I was I ran by that for a while until and then when I got older, then I got into like the stuff. I got into vampires, and that's when I put vamp at the end of it. 
And then, and then when I got older, I got, I'm on the make my username more around like what I'm like, like, and, and I freaking changed it from Luigi Steel Vamp to Nostalgia Vamp because I like nostalgic things and vampires. So I was like, why not put it together? That's how I got Nostalgia Vamp. <laughs> Pretty cool, eh? Mm-hmm. I thought it was def definitely well, unique. <laughs> hey, oh, it's fine. So, so, um, lead-up question to the username question, uh, your cosplay story. How did, what's your whole story like? Like, from the day that you started, from where you are today? Well, uh, I figure a lot of cosplayer stories start the exact same way, uh, especially it sounds like those that you've had on the pod. Um, but I started with Homestuck, of course, as many do. Um, and I was reading Homestuck way back in 2011, 2010, 2011. Yeah. And um, I was talking to one of my friends and I just fell in love completely with Terezi's character. I thought she was so cool. And at the time I was like 15, 16 and it was everything I wanted to be. And uh, I was like, I love this character. I wish there was a way I could just be this character. And she was like, well, why don't you cosplay? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> and so uh, I started down this rabbit hole and I have like a theater background, so it definitely piqued my interest that I could just be in costume and perform like just on a regular day and not have to be in any kind of big production or anything. And, uh, I was instantly enamored with it, and then I started putting together my first Terezi cosplay, and I uh, cosplayed Terezi for the first time at the end of 2011, and... Uh, since then, I've been getting more and more elaborate with my cosplays and cosplaying more and more, and uh, that would make the end of 2021 10 years, and I almost can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, like, but, like, when you, when you got done making the Trezzy cosplay and you slapped it on for the first time and you see yourself as the character you always dreamed of being after all, like, after all this time and you finally do it, what you thought about it? Like, were you like, "Oh, this wasn't what I, what I expected," or were you like, "Were you like, this is great, and now I get to roam around and be me"? Oh, it was so it was so great, <laughs> and you know, but the first cosplay that you do is always always kind of crappy, right? So it wasn't like the best cosplay in the world by any kind of means at all. But uh, I spent months researching it because. At that time, there was like a huge hub of Homestuck cosplay tips on Tumblr. And uh, I spent hours researching Homestuck cosplay tips and uh, putting it together. And then when I finally put it on, I was so excited. I was so excited. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't the best cosplay in the world, but I was just finally going to be Terezi. And uh, back then I was into a lot of the, uh, the character acting that you do as the character too. And... Uh, I felt kind of a kinship with Terezi, and so I just had a really good time. <laughs> of course, I'm embarrassed to look back on it, being that it was <laughs> the way that it was. Yeah. But 
you know, I was having a great time. <laughs> do, you, do you have any memories of, of that day and what you did? Like the first day you put on the cosplay, do you remember what you did that day in the cosplay? Yeah. So actually, uh, I, there's a, uh, there was a community of like different, um, cosplayers in Louisiana at that time. And I kind of came into the cosplay scene here from another person. And my friend was going to this, uh, meetup that was happening in like city park. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'd love to go and see all these cosplayers and uh, show off my cosplay. And, you know, at that point, we were kind of out of the uh, con season, if you will, because mm -hmm. uh, it was late in the year. And so I drove like several hours <laughs> and put on a cosplay in a hotel room early in the morning and met up with these people. And it ended up being like, a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be, but I was happy to be there. I was excited. I had a good time. I drew in chalk all over the sidewalk in city park. And it was, it was fun. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, you no, know, it's funny to hear that like, Oh, drove several hours to go, to go to this meetup. When you, when you keep literally telling me, you do not like driving for hours on your own. Yes, I do not. I was with my family at that point, though, because I was, uh, I, I definitely couldn't drive that distance by myself at that point. And I think my mom was like a little upset because she didn't really know what to expect at that point. And then she showed up and it was only like 10 other people. And she was like, what is this? <laughs> so she felt like the drive was uh, a long way for hardly anything. But I was just excited to see other people who cosplayed especially because there weren't a lot like around me where I lived at that time. And, and, that, and, that, and that's what happened on the first day you ever slapped on the cosplay, right? Is that you went to that meetup in the cosplay? That's what you did first day of it? Yes, that's what I did. Because, so, you know, I had all that gray makeup and I didn't want to like just sit around at my house in gray makeup. Uh, so I wanted to make sure that I was doing something with it. Although... Looking back on it, it probably would have been kind of the same, but. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, if you would have just stayed home and not gone anywhere, you literally would have been a Homestuck character being home stuck. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, so, so like, since she's like your favorite character, like, ever. Do you, do you, like, collected everything that has to do with her? Like, every single kind of merchandise that's ever been sold of her and, and ever, whatever fan art you that you particularly gained interest in that were made by other people you collected from? Or... Uh, no, actually, not necessarily. Um, I mean, I have... Uh, when the... Um, the Scalemates came out for the first time... Um, from the, at that point, it was like the What Pumpkin store. It wasn't even We Love Fine yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when the first, like, professional Scalemate designs were released with, like, the Kickstarter campaign, and I was so excited. I hadn't bought, like, a lot of fandom stuff at that point, but I just had to have a Scalemate, for sure. And so, um, I actually have two. I have, uh, a Lemon Snout and a 
a, a blue one that I always forget the name of. Um, but I looked them up the other day and actually like all these years later, apparently they're not even sold anymore. So they're worth like lemon snout at least is worth like a hundred bucks by himself, like 150 bucks, which is kind of astonishing to me since I got him as a gift like long ago. So that would probably be like the most collectible thing that I own from Trezzy, I would say, or probably the two official skates that I have. They don't sell them anymore, unfortunately. But hey, I mean, like, I mean, like it's it's always nice to keep those because you know they're official. You, you like it's good to have those for the cosplay because it makes sense, you know. And and it's, exactly. And it's just amazing. I, I had a family friend make me my first scale mate um, before the official ones really were released and. Uh, admittedly that one was kind of rough <laughs> yeah. but uh, I still have that one too um, so I do like the scale mates a lot do, did, does your friend that did Vriska in the latest photos which people who are listening right now go go look up her Instagram and look up those suck photos they're amazing um, but the Vriska in those, in those photos she been like your friend for like a long time, and you just met or or, and you just met over Homestuck, or was it just a thing where you guys met like recently, and you guys just quickly became friends, and then you start taking photos together in Homestuck? So shout out to uh, Imperial Bunny uh, is the Vriska in my photos on my Instagram, um, but she uh, she actually started cosplaying around the same time that I did. I think. I started cosplaying in about 2011, and I think she was a year later in, like, 2012, started cosplaying and kind of coming into the scene. And uh, she started with Homestuck as well. And uh, a lot of my friends, even these days, um, even though it's been, like, 10 years now, uh, a lot of them do have, like, roots in the Homestuck cosplay community. Uh, obviously, because, you know, I feel like a lot of cosplayers started there because it's an easy place you can start. Um, but she did do it. She did do Homestuck Cosplay in 2012. And uh, we weren't necessarily close up until like a few years ago. But um, I had a difficult um, time with something in my life. And she was there for me uh, when I needed somebody to be there for me. And then we just kind of got closer because of that. And we just so happened to both like Homestuck cosplay and be around at kind of the same time that it was all happening. So, yeah, that, that's that's a really good cool story, actually. And yeah, it's it's nice to uh, to be able to trace back roots together to that point. <laughs> yeah, but like I mean, like I've been to her account too. I even asked her to come on the podcast. She hasn't got back to me though. But I mean, like. But, like, that'd be really cool to have her on as well. Then I can ask her all these same questions even more. And, um, <laughs> but, like, I was on her page, right? And I saw, and I, and I saw, like, a Roxy. And let me tell you, when it comes to a Roxy cosplay, she doesn't play around. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Um, she, uh, she loves her Roxy cosplay. It's probably be, been revamped several times. Uh, I've revamped my Terezi probably two or three times. <laughs> I mean, is it purpose? I mean, 
Is it purposely supposed to look like that? I mean, like, that's not how it looks in the comics. So is she purposely, like, changing it to her own style? Like, to, like, make it look like how it looks in the comic, but, like, different? Yeah, so I feel like Homestuck is kind of unique in the sense that, um, you know, they were left a blank white color because uh, you could fill them in with whatever kind of race or traits special traits you wanted them to have or whatever kind of just like a coloring book of a make your own character kind of situation mm-hmm. um, so i think the unique thing about homestead cosplay is that you can kind of put your own special spin on it um to what you feel comfortable with and things like that like um my first i've gone through like three different pairs of glasses for terezi alone <laughs> yeah. but um i used to be really focused when I was cosplaying her on getting everything as accurate as possible. And I recently moved to um, like a, more of a bigger size glasses, even though that's not really what she wears in the comic, just because I ended up liking the way I look, uh, the look of it more. Mm-hmm. So I think that Homestuck is really good for that. And cosplay in general, you know, you can just make it whatever you want, which what what makes it so great. So, um, was the last time you got into the Trezzy cosplay? Was it for those photos, or was it even, or was it even after that? And you were just, and you were just like, you know, I just want to be this today, and I'm just gonna do it because I want to. Yeah. So that was kind of the last time that I was in that cosplay. Um, but I do plan on putting it on again soon because I did get a lot of photos because I was with my friends. Um, I did get a lot of photos uh, with uh, them, but I didn't get a lot of um, like cosplay videos necessarily because uh, I always do a bunch of TikToks whenever I'm in cosplay. But I got so many photos that I was certain didn't want to do any. <laughs> So I'm going to get back into Terezi soon, probably. But that was the last time that I did it. No, that, no, that's really cool. And and I know that you like cosplaying her, and I know that you would want to do it. You, I know that you would want to do it every single day if you could. But um, but like my but, skin would probably hate me. <laughs> hey, there's also human stuff where you don't have to put on the paint. But I mean. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But the gray does really make it more feel like the character. But um, besides 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 cosplaying her, what else do you cosplay? And do you have any other favorite <laughs> cosplays next to her? That be because I'm pretty sure to you, no one could top the Terezi cosplay. But who? But what what else is your favorite that you've done? Uh, so my other one that I'm kind of um. I guess kind of known for, I have in my uh, bio that I'm Louisiana's Pearl. um, And I do a lot of, I kind of moved from Homestuck into Steven Universe a little bit. So I do a Pearl cosplay that's pretty well known in my area, Pearl from Steven Universe. And uh, I really like doing her. I've done a lot of different versions of her and uh, I've really fell into that character. Um, I also cosplay from video games and um, various 
other different forms of media. I don't do a lot of anime cosplay, um, but I do do some. But Pearl is probably my other favorite that I wear a lot. <laughs> so, like, why don't you why don't you cosplay for anime? Is it just a thing that you're not comfortable with, or are you just like there's just no character out there that's for me? I do cosplay from animes. I I do my Valentine from Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, and I love that cosplay. And I'm working on a Yuno know, cosplay from Future Diary. So I do cosplay from anime. It's just that uh, I've met a lot of people that tend to cosplay a lot from anime. That's mostly what you kind of see at an anime convention. Mm-hmm. I like anime, and I do cosplay some anime, obviously. But um, it's just not my favorite form of media, so I don't cosplay a lot of anime. <laughs> oh, you're so not, you're, not, you're not really... You, you don't really... So you like anime, but it's not really something like, anime is not the thing I really am into sort of thing. Like, you're not really into it, but you like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm more of a video game person, for sure. Alright, no, that's, that's, um, that's reasonable. I get it. I mean, um, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say I'm the same way. I mean, when I do watch anime, but, like, I'm not, like... Like, like I'm not like one that watches like Mystic Messenger and some Deadly Sins and whatever and all that stuff. I mean, like, I'm very picky when it comes to anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I stick to and I stick to what I like. And so, so like, um, I really it, for me to really want to watch an anime, I'm really gonna have to like how how it's like in the story and the plot and everything. Oh yeah, I. I haven't actually seen a lot of popular animes that most people have seen either, so. I do like a few, though. I'm trying to expand my my anime library even further than where it is now. Have you ever seen the all-famous My Hero Academia? I have not, actually. I hope that your listeners won't crucify me for saying that, but I have not actually watched it. I've had a lot of people that me that I need to because it's really good, which I don't doubt, but <laughs> I just haven't started it. Hey, I mean, no, no problems here. I'm only on episode six, so if anyone wants, if anyone wants to go off on me about my hero academia and not being caught up, it should be me. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of friends who watch it and a lot of friends who cosplay from it, and um. I'm definitely, like, aware of it, and I know a little bit about it, but I don't watch it myself. Yeah, because don't you also do, um... Who's that character? Uh, the, the one with the pink hair, that's your profile picture on Instagram right now? I, yes, I do a You Know cosplay as well. Yeah, I don't know if you brought that up. If you did, alright, I'm sorry, but, um, you also do... <laughs> no, you're good. Do you like that cosplay? You know from Future Diary. Do you do you like do you like that cosplay? Or is that just a cosplay that you just wanted to test out to see if you would have liked? Yeah, no, I get um she's a classic uh character that you tend to see a lot and tends to stay around. Um and um I had my friends who wanted me to cosplay her. So um, I put the cosplay together, and uh, it's probably 
one of the more ambitious wigs that I have styled uh, to date. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do. I do like cosplaying her as well. Because, like, have you ever like, like, have you ever cosplayed like a character where you're like, okay, I'm gonna do this cosplay, and then you take photos of it, and then like, and then you like, you post it on Instagram or whatever, and you say like, hey, what do you guys think of this cosplay? Do you think I should do it more or blah blah blah? Like, because you're not very, because you do it, but you're not sure if you, if you think you like it or not. So you ask your fans or the people that follow you on Instagram or whatever, and they, and they go like, oh yeah, this is really nice. Or, oh, you do it really good. And then there's going to be the people on the other side of the fence being like, oh, on the other side of the fence. And they're going to be like, like, oh, I don't know about this. And like, have you ever been in a situation like that? I, I've been in situations where I've I've cosplayed things and then they got like really popular and I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, I did a uh, my friend wanted to do a Seto Kaiba cosplay and uh, I was like, well, I'll do Mokuba with you with your Seto Kaiba, and uh, I didn't expect a lot of people to latch on to my Mokuba cosplay, but I have uh, more fans than I expected for my Mokuba cosplay, so that was kind of a surprise. People really liked that one. Um, but yeah, definitely there's been cosplays where uh, it's been very hard to gauge the response of what people are going to think of it, and then all of a sudden it's like really popular <laughs> in terms of my content, and I'm like, okay, well, that works, you know? Mm-hmm. But has there ever been a cosplay that you have done but you just by never seeing the light of day to the to the eyes of your Instagram or to the, even to the eyes of the convention world, but you only done it in your home because because you thought like oh the, I thought this was going to be good but ended up not really being good. Um, only there was this uh, cosplay that I bought that didn't really fit that well, um, and that one hadn't really seen the light of day. Uh, there's been stuff that I've cosplayed a few times, and I'm just not in love with the way that I look as the character. Um, and then I just don't do it again. Uh, I did a uh, a Latesse cosplay from Bioshock, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually had like another twin that was going to do the cosplay with me, and then that ended up not working out, and so... I wore that cosplay like maybe once and it wasn't even to a convention. And then without the other Latest twin, I was like, well, this is kind of pointless. And I wasn't in love with the cosplay anyway, in terms of how I did it. So I never did that one again. No, that's, no, that's fair. But sorry, sorry, your friend can make it and do, and do it with you. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I mean, it probably wasn't going to be, uh, the cosplay I was known a lot for anyway, so <laughs> nothing was lost really. It wasn't it was it was it wasn't gonna gonna be what you hoped for. <laughs> no, definitely not. And sometimes, you know, stuff like that doesn't really work out. So like so since we're talking you know, since we've been talking about cosplay for like the past twenty seven minutes um, <laughs> which is cool because we're cosplayers and we get that thing. But um, what kind of shows do you watch? Like, what do you like? Like, I know you call you consider yourself more of a gamer, and you don't really watch anime that much. 
but like out of the anime that you do watch and the shows that you do watch and such and stuff like that, what do you watch? Um, as probably already gathered a little bit, I'm a huge Steven Universe fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a bunch of Steven Universe collectibles in my room, and I brought my Pearl to uh, MomoCon in Georgia and met the cast and had him sign my stuff, and that's just, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm into is Steven Universe. Um, but I also have been watching Kataguri recently on the suggestion of a friend. Um, and I've been liking that anime a whole lot. Um, and that's probably the anime that I'm currently watching right now that I'm trying to get into that's um, hip and around. Um, but I actually watch a lot of uh, true crime stuff too, like investigation discovery kind of thing. Because uh, oh, yeah. it's good to have one in the background oh, when you're doing other work. <laughs> You watch like all like those shows about like how someone got murdered and all that stuff, like all those murder mystery shows and all that stuff on the on the Instigation Discovery Channel, right? Yes. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, you see, I'm not that. I'm personally, I'm not that kind of person. I don't like those kind of shows, but I mean, I mean, like, but hey, I mean, it makes you happy and you like watching them. So, I mean. That's all I care about. I mean, if that makes you happy, then that's that's what that's what you do to do, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I watch a lot of um, Markiplier on YouTube. <laughs> uh, he he's a popular one. Let me tell you, I have a friend who cosplays him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's I do. Pretty funny. <laughs> um. It's it's pretty cool though. I mean, like um, they go by Auntie on uh, I think on Instagram. I think I I don't know. I'll, uh, I gotta figure that out. But um, <clears throat> so so like so like because so since you like you know watch true crimes and you watch like a few animes to see in the universe, is that like like do you, do you ever like ever thought? I was almost gonna say, do you ever want to make your own show? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Um, but, but like, have, but have you ever thought about like collecting like more Homestuck? Because I know you, because I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of Homestuck stuff. But do you ever thought about collecting more to even out the Steven Universe stuff? Yeah, um, a few, a few Homestuck things that are, um kind of scattered around uh, my family home uh, and not where I actually live. Um, I wanted a Pyrospite plush because I uh, did a Flarp Terezi cosplay back in the day that I would like to redo and improve. Um, so I wanted to kind of have a Pyrospite plush, um, but, you know, the website doesn't make them anymore. Apparently, so those are like really expensive. So I might have to make my own in that situation. But um, 
yeah, I've definitely thought about it. I think that having the tarot cards, the Homestuck tarot cards that were released with the Kickstarter several years ago uh, would be pretty fun to have. And um, I have a few stickers from that Kickstarter and I have the, the Spade shirt as well. Um, so I have, I have a few various things, but I just kind of really latched on to Steven Universe. So I have a lot from Steven Universe. My universe is pretty big, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm sure you hear that a lot. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I mean, my universe has a lot of things going on with it. There's magic, there's, there's powers, there's whatever you imagine it to be. <laughs> exactly. But, like, since you're such a big Steven Universe fan, and I, I don't know if the show... Did that show end yet, or is it still going? I'm not sure. Yes, it ended. I think they're talking about this, another spinoff series, um, but I haven't heard a lot about that. They did the series, the original series, and then they did the movie, and then they did, like, Steven Universe Future. <laughs> but I think that, aside from a spinoff that may happen, that it's pretty much over and done with. Because like, have you ever have you ever got? Because you know, when that show was popular, there was also the shows that got popular. I don't think it was before that. I think it was yeah, because the because Rebecca Sugar was on Adventure Time, and then she left Adventure Time to go make Steven Universe. But um, did you ever watch you know like Adventure Time regular show? Oh yeah, definitely. My sister and I used to. Uh, record them on the DVR and then sit down and watch them together when the new episodes came out. Um, I don't think I ever finished Adventure Time because uh, around the time Adventure Time was on, I was kind of transitioning from living at home to going to college. So uh, I don't think I ever finished Adventure Time, but I got pretty far into it. Um, but I did finish regular show and that was a little bit bitter. Um, yeah, I did watch a few a few of those for sure. But I have this habit these days of um, getting into stuff like way after they've had their popularity and they're really prevalent in the community. That's when I choose to get into them when everybody's kind of already moved on to the next thing. Um, uh, I, I am like super into Undertale now. Uh, and Undertale is like years old now and nobody really talks about it or anything anymore, which is upsetting <laughs> but i'm into that now I, now that it's kind of come and gone for people <laughs> so that's why i'm kind of watching category because i'm trying to get into something that's relevant in today's community <laughs> hey i mean like you were like that in homestuck because you joined homestuck like when it was fresh and it went when it was like almost like pretty much a baby <laughs> i did yeah and that was such a cool experience you know i feel like even with Steven Universe, like me being caught up to Steven Universe and uh, being able to watch the new Steven Universe episodes, there was just something about Homestuck. You know, there's just something about the community that came together through that comic and like us all falling asleep basically when it was on hiatus and then the whole internet blowing up every time there was an update. Um, I kind of came around 
to Homestuck when Act 5 was kind of going on. Um, so I ended up getting caught up. Uh, and then after past the point of Act 5, like for in the Act 6 time period, um, I started kind of being with the fans whenever there was an update and seeing the different stuff. And I just haven't been able to find a, a high like, like that since then. But yeah, I was I was there. I remember when the uh, the cascade flash dropped and everybody lost their mind. It was a great experience. Man, I, I wish I, I wish I was there. But like the the only the only big homesuck thing I was there for was was the was literally the ending because I jumped in before the very last update happened and and like. When that ending came out, people were hyped. They were like, oh my god, it's about to end. This is the last update. We gotta read it now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I haven't I haven't even, you know, spoiler alert for um the final ending. I haven't even read it yet myself. Uh I've been wanting to go back through the comic and see the ending because I know how it ends. I just haven't like read it firsthand for myself. But um, it's the when it was kind of ending, I was kind of becoming disenchanted with the story a little bit. Um, so I, I kind of didn't like the way the story was going. I felt like the mood of it had kind of changed. So I kind of fell out of it at that point because of that. But um, I hear Terezi does some really cool stuff, so I would like to read it. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta, yeah, I I was kind of out of it at that point. Yeah, you gotta see your girl shine. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you, you gotta see, you gotta see her shine, and don't read meat. Don't read the epilogue meat. <laughs> I tell you, I swear to God. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a friend come over. Um, and, and I was explaining how I really didn't um, know how at that time, like this was several years ago, I really didn't know how Homestuck had ended. And uh, he was like, would you like to know? And I was like, I guess. And so we were prepping for a convention. Like it was literally the night before a convention and I was getting my stuff together and packing and he was reading the epilogues out loud to me <laughs> in my apartment. Yeah. And I remember thinking, huh, interesting. <laughs> Homes up epiglog meat. I hear that like, oh, oh god, uh, you probably heard from that, but like, you probably already know already that like you know Teresa like became of age, and you know things happened. <laughs> Teresa and John, that was really interesting, uh, for me. Uh, I actually. Uh, the funny thing is that the whole time I was in Homestuck as like, you know, a small teenager, uh, I was really, I really was enamored with John Egbert. I had this huge crush on John Egbert. <laughs> and so, and I was a Terezi cosplayer. So, you know, I'd mess around and be like, oh, I shipped Terezi and John because Terezi's me and I love John. And, you know, and then when I found out that Terezi and John was kind of how, that timeline ended i was like well you know i joked about it but i don't know how i feel about it actually happening in canon it was kind of a culture shock because i was like i feel like i i spoke this into existence accidentally 
it, it was it, this was made for you. Yeah, it was very weird. I was like, I feel like sixteen-year-old me would have been over the moon with excitement about this, but I, I just really don't know how to feel about it. No, no, no. I, I just knew that Carcat and Terezi would end up together. I just knew it. I just knew it. I was like, they have to. They're made for each other. It's perfect. And then, so that was kind of a shock when I was told, like, no, you know, not really. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. no you, I, I can imagine your friends just read it out loud to you, just doing your thing, and then, and then, like, and then you're just standing, and then you're hearing this, and like you're just, and then you know the the John Trezzy part comes, and you're just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, like I was packing my stuff, and I remember when that came up, I just kind of froze. <laughs> like I just, I didn't even like. I I remember I had to stop. I had to stop packing for a second and be like, what in the world is going on? No, it was definitely. Um, very interesting especially when you're being read it out loud <laughs> and, and then you it, no you should no you should have paused put the horns on turn to your friend and go like why would you do this to me <laughs> exactly exactly it was i mean i'm, I'm not gonna say it was like the worst thing that could have happened because it, it obviously isn't but it definitely was a, a turn that i did not expect the the car to go in i guess you could say yeah it was i hear interesting things went down that's all i heard i never read the epilogues yet but i hear that interesting stuff have gone down in the epilogues <laughs> yeah it's kind of uh written like a a canon fan fiction <laughs> it's the best way to describe it like it's like Hussey saw a fanfiction and he was like, this is really good. Let's just throw this into canon and see what happens. It's really how it felt to me. <laughs> I mean, like, but did, but like when that part did come up, did you even expect that to even happen in Homestuck alone that you have like, like, oh, this is actually happening in Homestuck? This is canon? Like they're actually saying that this is happening? Like you, did you think it was going to be like squeak? I mean, Homestuck isn't squeaky clean in the first place. There's a lot of swearing and whatever already in it. But do you really, did, but did you really expect it to go down that route? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and, you know, when I was reading Homestuck, uh, my mom was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable with you reading this. Because <laughs> it really is kind of like, the humor is kind of like mature, you know, and there's like, just a, a it's kind of like a PG-13 at the very least kind of thing that's happening. Um, so I always knew that it wasn't like family friendly per se, but... Uh, yeah, no, that I definitely wasn't expecting by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> the no, the funny thing is, is that is that Homestuck is uh, put on physical now. I don't know if you own them, but now there's physical books of Homestuck. Like they're releasing the whole the whole thing in book form, and I have the first five books, but um, I still need to get book six the epilogues and whenever Hussey feels like releasing the re releasing the rest. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I remember when the first one came out, the first one book came out and I was like, Oh wow. How does this work? 
you know, because I feel like there's a lot of uh, Homestuck animations and flashes and stuff like that that happened. So I was like, hmm, interesting. But uh, no, I haven't seen them in person. So I would like to see them in person at some point. But I, I did think that that was like kind of genius, but also kind of a bit weird. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, the genius part is, is that you have Homestuck forever. If the internet blows up one day, you still have Homestuck. But the, exactly. But the but the 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 other part of it is is that you get no songs, you get no flash, you get no you get no flash games, you get no videos. It's just a book. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like I feel like that that's kind of part of what made Homestuck like such a unique and powerful experience is that you know you had so many elements that came together to make homestuck uh the game aspects and the music aspects and the flashes and the you know whatever whatever um and i i owned both of the uh homestuck albums that were released with all of the fan songs on them um that was really exciting when that ended up happening so uh I mean, I, I love the artist collaboration and the various elements of different kinds of art that went in to make it kind of what it was. So I'm not sure how I feel about it being in a, in a book form, but I'm sure it translates probably better than I think it will. No, the, no, this, no I got to say I'm loving this conversation because we've been <laughs> 45 minutes in and there's been nothing mostly but Homestuck and I love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I'm regardless of me like really being in the fandom or anything anymore. Like, regardless of you know how I may or may not be. Like, I feel like once you once you're into Homestuck, you're always like super into Homestuck, and you're always like very passionate about Homestuck. Because I feel like even though I'm not in it like I used to by any means, I'm still really into it, and I still really appreciate like what it did for the internet and the cosplay community, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Homestuck is one of those things, right? Where it's like, um, you know, like once you like once you start reading it and you get into it and you start cosplaying from it and you you just and Homestuck just comes into your life like a raging storm. Like the storm just never ends. It's always in you. Like, like it's always swirling somewhere. It could be in your mind. It could be in your heart. It's always going to stay there. It's never going to go away, no matter how old you get and how far away from it you get get from it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, and this... I uh, actually had put down my homestuck cosplays for a while because you know you get into other things and you want to cosplay various different things mm -hmm. um and i put my homestuck cosplays down for a little bit and then in um 2020 i was like man i really want to get back into homestuck cosplay again <laughs> you know i really want to do that again so i actually grew out of most of my terezi cosplay and i had to uh, get i had to paint a new shirt and um all this other stuff and get it together again. And I, I remember I put it on and it was just like this powerful sense of nostalgia <laughs> that happened, you know? Yeah. I was like, wow, this is, I don't know why I ever stopped. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 
you're like, why did I ever stop? This is like the best feeling ever. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and very much needed during the trying times of 2020, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Homestuck can make you happy during a pandemic because I'm pretty sure Homestuck makes a lot of people happy pandemic-wise and not during a pandemic. It's just, it's just fun all around. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's kind of a one of those strange comforts, you know. So it's it's been very good to have through all of this. <laughs> it's really the best. But but um si- yeah, but since you're a gamer, uh, we be, we didn't even talk about your gaming stuff because I know that that you said that you're that you love the gaming and all that. Um, what what is your favorite game? And if I can guess, let me guess, High Swap. <laughs> I actually have not played Hive Swap. Uh, I really want to, but I didn't even. I, I knew that the game had come out because I had helped finance the Kickstarter when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know. Like I looked it up the other day because I was like, I kind of would like to play this because you know, one, I helped fund it, and two, it's a Homestuck game that I haven't played, and I'm sure it's amazing uh and then i looked it up and there's like so many different installments now (laughs) which i didn't expect um so i haven't played it yet but uh, my favorite game actually is not very far off from homestuck um but it's undertale is my favorite right now um Mm -hmm. you know the creator was heavily inspired by homestuck and all these other things and it's been uh you can definitely, when you play it, you can definitely tell that the inspiration came from Homestuck. But uh, yeah, it's Undertale. I really love it. I think it's a fantastic game. If you haven't played it yet, or if anybody listening hasn't played it yet, I highly recommend it. It's very good, especially if you like Homestuck. You'll probably like Undertale. Yeah, because cause isn't, it, isn't it so crazy that like the Undertale fandom and the Homestuck fandom is so close-knit with each other. Like like They're not even related but they but they feel so related at the same time that you can just bend it and twist it that they can basically be like in the same kind of collective groups like you can have the homestucks with the undertales and the undertales with the homestucks and it will make sense because it's just like I don't know why it makes sense it just does yeah and um it's I feel like there's there's a lot of the same like tones and feelings and both of them, you can kind of tell that uh, they were both kind of written with the same ideas and the same feelings. <laughs> uh, you can tell that Toby Fox has read and enjoyed Homestuck before. Um, so I feel like it's it's not too surprising that it ended up that way. But I feel like it is very surprising that you can see almost any Undertale fan at all and just know that they were into Homestuck once, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, the, I mean, they're, obviously they're their own separate fandoms because there's the under, there's the, I, I almost said Understuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure if that was real, you would be you would be being your pants right now, like, oh my god, my girl's gonna be an Undertale. 
I mean, I definitely could see it working, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, knowing what I know about Undertale, which isn't much, but from what I know about Undertale, Trezzy would be perfect in that game. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But, like, but, like, you know, Undertale and Homestuck obviously are their own separate fandoms and they have their own separate cosplayers and everything. But you can totally, but you can mix them up and no one's going to say, like, if there if there's, like, someone who walked up to a group of a mixture of Homestuck and Undertale cosplayers, you're just going to think the Undertale characters are part of Homestuck because no one's going to tell the difference. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I feel like, you know, back when conventions were a thing, I felt like I feel like Homestuck and Undertale fandoms both kind of have a tendency to just gather <laughs> into like huge groups. So I feel like that's kind of the same too. <laughs> but like, but like, um, since Undertale is like your favorite game right now, I mean, like, what else do you like playing? Like, what else are like games that you like playing besides Undertale? Possibly High Swap sometime soon, and then everything else. What is it? So I actually um, got into gaming because of the Valve games. Yeah. So like TF2 and Portal and Half-Life and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Half-Life was actually my favorite game for Half-Life 2 more. Uh, was my favorite game for a, a while until I played Undertale and then completely fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, well, seems like something's finally taking Half-Life off of its um, pedestal here. <laughs> um, so Half-Life was my favorite game for a while, but I really got into the Valve games when they were coming out. And uh, really, I, I actually did Portal cosplay like way back when. I used to, before I was uh, really known for my Terezi cosplay, I was kind of known for like a companion cube cosplay that I did like way long ago. Um, so I really liked those, those games a lot. And then, you know, the occasional. Sims. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine if the world gun was real? Oh my God. That would be so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I've actually um, made Homestuck Sims. Like, back in the day, I made a lot of Homestuck Sims when Simstuck was popular on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. No but, no, but I'm saying, can you imagine if the portal gun was real? Like, that would be, that would be, like, so amazing. That would be just as amazing as, like, teleportation. Like. Yeah, I know. I, I actually, uh, the Valve store sold, like, a replica portal gun for a while, and it was, like, really expensive, and there's really no use to have it, but I remember wanting it so badly <laughs> for, like, little to no reason. I just thought it was really cool, and I wanted it. I mean, like, have you been a gamer since you've been a kid, or was gaming something that you weren't really into as a kid, and you just got into it, like, in, in the recent years? No, I've always kind of been into it. Um, was really into gaming, um, and so I kind of grew up around them. Uh, I console I really kind of played on was the Sega Genesis. So I've been around games for pretty much my whole life um, because my dad was really into games as well. And um, I kind of, you know, just leaned more into it as I got older. I enjoyed more and more games, um, moved on to more and more consoles. 
Uh, I'd like to get... I have a lot of games, but not really a computer that can handle a lot of them. So I'd like to get a, a gaming PC in uh, hopefully the near future. But yeah, I've kind of been around it my whole life, really. Yeah, yeah I mean, like for, for me, if I can share. Um, my first ever console ever was the Super Nintendo, the SNES. That was my first console ever. That, that my parents had ever bought for me when I was younger. And and then like and then like growing up I, I like I, I like I didn't like I didn't know anything else. Like I thought like Super Nintendo was the only thing that existed at that point. And Yeah. And and then you know then I go out into the world as a kid I, I I leave my little apartment and I go out into the world and I figure out like oh the Sega Genesis is a side and I go like oh that is this that's this, that's this, you know. Doing, yeah. Doing the that's this. Trailer. It kind of is surprising how much there is out there, you know. Even KFC is making a console. Yeah, I mean, like, no, tell me, what, what's your, uh, what, what consoles do you own? And what consoles do you like? Um, my favorite uh, is the Nintendo Switch. To nobody's surprise, <laughs> yeah. uh, I also. Uh, own an Xbox 360. I have not found the need to upgrade the Xbox past that point. I play on uh, PlayStation 3 a lot, but my consoles are kind of old. The newest one that I really have is the uh, the Nintendo Switch, which I sent off the controllers for repair, and I'm waiting for them to get back to me. It's an agonizing wait because I really can't play anything on the Switch until they get back. <laughs> you, you never, um, you never got, you never got interested in in the new Xbox or the PS4. Now going PS5. I, I would like to get the uh, the PS5 because I've been wanting to play the Final Fantasy VII remake that uh, came out like really recently. I've never played. Final Fantasy 7, I played my first Final Fantasy game, like, really recently. I played 10 recently, mm -hmm. which was the first one that I ever played. I'd like to get it and then be able to play the Final Fantasy um, 7 remake, but they've been hard to come by, <laughs> clearly. Everybody's buying them and then selling them for higher prices or whatever. Well, here, well here's the cool thing, right? If you get, If you do get a PS5... You can uh you can buy PS4 games for it because the thing can play PS4 games. Yeah, backwards compatible. I I feel like that should be kind of a thing that happens with like every console, but for some reason it doesn't. I guess to make more money or whatever. But uh, I was very happy when I found out they were backwards compatible in this iteration. No, I no, I heard no, they 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 were throwing a promo right for the PS Five like like months ago, like way before it came out, and like it like they were saying like oh the PS Four like the PS Five was going to be able to play PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, and PS Four games. It was going to play all those games, including the PS Five games that come out for it, but like that didn't happen, <laughs> and so it's like why are you telling us they could do it? Yeah. I understand. A little bit fishy. But... What's that? 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I understand concept videos, but don't lie that big to us. <laughs> yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, it's about, you know, making your money. I respect the hustle, I guess. <laughs> but I don't see any reason why they can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, it's cool because um, I know we were talking about the Genesis earlier, but I own the Genesis. Yeah, I love the Sega Genesis. Wait, I think it's great. <laughs> which one do you like, though? Which model? Do you like the, the original model, the second model, or the really tiny third model they made? Um, I didn't even know there were more than one. Um, I think that I have, like, the first model. <laughs> oh, but, um, yeah, I have... The second model, actually, I just had to look it up. I have the second model, um, but I, I I feel like I, I like it because I feel like it's a strong sense of nostalgia. And I have, have like, a lot of the Disney games that came out on the Sega Genesis yeah. with the stupid Lion King game that I cannot seem to beat. It's incredibly difficult. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it's a heavy sense of nostalgia when I get on the Sega Genesis, for sure. No, do you know, funny, I, this, this is going to sound very convenient, but the second mile is the one I own, too. <laughs> I mean, can't you can't knock a great Sega Genesis model, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that the first model is really big. And the second one is, like, more shelf-friendly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like it's important now with consoles to make them to where you can fit several on a shelf. Because chances are, if somebody has one console, they're going to have another one, and another one, and another one. <laughs> did, did, you ever, um, did you ever play or ever heard of the Turbo Graphics? The... Turbo Graphics? Uh huh. Turbo Graphics 16. Mm -mm. It, I haven't. Yeah, they um, that's an that's an art console. I never played it. I want one though because it because it, it's, it's a really cool concept. Basically, pretty much um, how do I explain it? It's basically like a uh, um. Do you know the Nintendo Switch? What it is today? Where it's like a you know, the little tiny chips and you put it in your console and boom, there it is. Yes. This Turbo Graphics. I don't own any tiny chips because I know that I will lose them. So I buy like everything digitally. <laughs> but yeah. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, I was... I just, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you knew what I was talking about. I just had to explain it anyway. But, um, it, just for you to get this. And so... Pretty much what the Turbo Graphics is, it's like it's this. I, I don't know if you're if you looked it up when I was talking about, it, but it's basically this long black console, and it has once and in the games are on chips too, but they're but they're like but they're like as big as like playing cards almost, and and you just slot it into the console, and then you turn the and then when you turn it on, it locks the card into play, so you can't take it out, and. And it's like it's like really cool. It's like it's like putting a it's like you know putting a cartridge in, but you're sliding it in sideways. It's really cool. 
Oh, yeah, I see that. It kind of reminds me of, uh, the cartridges kind of remind me of Game Boy cartridges. <laughs> it sort of is. And the thing on top of that, too, is that they also made, uh, you know, the, the go with the hype of the console. They also made the, tur- the Turbo Express, which is basically the home console, and you can take it wherever you want. So it plays the same cartridges that it plays. Like, the car- the same games, the like the cards that you put in the home console play in the Turbo Express, and you can play them, you can take the games anywhere that you want and play them wherever. They even they even came with a TV attachment so you can watch TV on the thing. But obviously that doesn't work anymore because uh, a ton of TV has been long gone for years. Yeah. Not definitely. Uh, I definitely hadn't heard of it before, but it's definitely very cool looking. Yeah. I remember the uh, the the handheld little console things that you would like just plug directly into the TV with the red, yellow, white cables. Yeah, those used to be like super popular. I had a SpongeBob one with like six SpongeBob mini games on it or something like that. <laughs> to, um, and another one that I want that I want to bring up. Um, have you ever heard of the Neo Geo before? No. I don't know a lot of um, vintage console stuff, but I, I'm always interested. Yeah, the, the Neo Geo was a arcade machine turned home console because of popularity reasons. And if you look it up, if you look at just if you go into Google right now, just put Neo Geo price, original price. From so, and I'm pretty sure it will pull up the price from back in the day. You can it, that will tell you everything that you need to know about how you or your friends and that own the thing growing up back in the 90s. $650. <laughs> yeah, that that's the that's probably the reason why you or none of your friends had it growing up. <laughs> no, definitely not. And the games themselves were almost that expensive. Well, the, the really like popular and good games were like almost that expensive as well. But um, but like they they had the lower price games too. But the really good ones like Art of Fighting, King of Fighters, those kind of games were the real expensive ones that got really pricey. the The lower end games, oh, yeah. the lower end games like ran for like fifty dollars, I think. It's a it's a cool console. What's that? It's hard to imagine a lower end game running for like fifty dollars. <laughs> hey, that's SNK. Especially is. back then. Well, hey, that's SNK. It's fine. They want they just want they want you to show up six hundred dollars for that console to get to get a cartridge that that, that almost was as big as your head. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I mean, like. I I want a Neo Geo, but I know I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I they're going for like extreme prices. I'm sure on eBay right now. Yeah, just no. If you want, if you want like a, a a good, a very good like example, look up Metal Slug One for 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 just the regular Neo Geo, just for the cartridge on eBay, and you'll see how much. How much that's running for? That's it. That should tell you everything. It's crazy. The the uh the lucrative 
nature of um, game collecting is uh, always very interesting to me. Because <laughs> I know that some people are like really into old old ca- uh, cartridges and consoles and stuff like that. And I always see them being sold at anime conventions every once in a while and stuff like that. I always think it's very interesting to say the least. Yeah, I mean the, those Neo Geo those Neo Geo cartridges can go into the millions sometimes, especially the ones that are like, you know, like Metal Slug One. That's that, I think that I think that cartridge goes for like millions of dollars because it's the first Metal Slug on cartridge. Yeah, crazy. It, and it, it it's interesting. It's like how many of these people like when they bought this were like, this is gonna be an insane collector's item. You know what I mean? Yeah, back back then people were like, "It's just another game. This isn't gonna raise up in price any any time in any year." Fast forward to 2021. Oh, it's like a thousand dollars. You can never. You, you have to be a millionaire to buy this game now. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's why I'm so glad there's alternatives now, so we don't have to spend that kind of money. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, like like I, there's. Switch downloads that are like five bucks now. <laughs> yeah, because like you're a gamer. I mean, I'm pretty sure you heard about this arcade one up. Um, you probably heard of them, right? Yes. They they made well they didn't make this, but apart like apart SNK themselves teamed up with a company to make this. But they basically made like an arcade one up thing themselves of just nothing but Neo Geo games, and it has like all the Metal Slugs on it, all the King of Fighters on it. All the art of fighting games, all, all the like, all that kind of stuff. They literally made like you know a giant like a Neo Geo collection of like a fifty of the best Neo Geo games on it, and it looks like one of those arcade one ups. I also um, think the people that do the the game emulation stuff are really talented people. They the you know. Uh, emulators that you can get on the computer and stuff. Yeah. I think are a really cool concept too. Yeah, I mean like makes I, old yeah, stuff more access- accessible. <laughs> yeah, because I cuz I when I'm when I'm thinking about doing these, I'm thinking I'm going to like, you know, after the PS4 runs its course and and everything strictly becomes PS5 and the new Xbox, I'm just going to strictly go PC gaming. I'm just going to go PC. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's definitely um, easier, really, because I feel like you can um, mod your games, and it's as long as you keep like your computer uh, up to snuff. I suppose I feel like it's um, easier in the long run to keep up with all the different things. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have good, you gotta have your securities your security system going good. You gotta have your your Files in order. You gotta make sure there's, like, there's absolutely no slowdown, all that crap. So, uh-huh. because let me tell you, with this PC I have right here, it won't like game like modern games cannot run on this thing. I I can tell you that right now from experience. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a nice gaming computer that bit the dust like a few years ago, so I haven't been able to really do anything on it much since then so 
I definitely need to upgrade my system to play all the various games that I have collected over the years. Oh, speaking of biting the dust, you made a Queen reference there. What kind of music do you listen to? Mm. I listen to uh, various things. I uh, listen to a lot of like TikTok music because <laughs> I feel like that's the that's one of the best ways to discover like a new artist these days is um, just to get on TikTok and see what's trending. Um, I, I listen to various things. I am that person that can kind of listen to almost anything, but I don't listen to country music and I don't listen to death metal, but <laughs> I listen to you know, pretty much anything else. I can't get behind death metal or country. <laughs> I can't. I can't get. Behind, yeah. I can't get behind that screamo stuff and, and like where they, where you can't basically understand what the heck they're saying. <laughs> I can't. I can't get behind that. Yeah, I have friends that are really into it. And, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But I just, I, I like to be. <laughs> that's the whole reason I don't like it is because I really can't understand. Okay. <laughs> I like to listen to music that I, you know, that doesn't just sound like a bunch of random screaming i guess <laughs> hey no it's fine but hey uh an hour and 20, 12 minutes i usually like going an hour but we had such a fun time we went over time <laughs> but hey i would love to have you well, back I'm... on you know yeah it was a good time I was glad to be here very honored that i would even be asked so thank you so much for having me on Hey, no problem. I know, I know I already, like, said all this stuff. I mean, for everyone who doesn't know, we were talking last night so we can get to know each other and meet each other before we did this podcast. Now, I know last night I, I, I hyped you up to the high heavens, but like, <laughs> but no, I do, I truly do want to say for everyone who's listening and everything that like, thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for being nice. You're an amazing person. You're really nice. And you're really awesome. Yeah. If you like, if there was ever a point in your life when cosplaying and when not cosplaying that you thought you weren't, that you thought you weren't worth it without something, let me tell you, you are worth it because you really do a good job. And 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 I'm not just saying that because because you're a really cool person, but I say that for you and for all my friends who also do cosplay that 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 like that you guys. That you and all my friends who cosplay are amazing people, and without you guys, I probably would not be a cosplayer myself. <laughs> well, I'm very. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And and your boy your boyfriend's very lucky to have someone like you because he didn't know what cosplay was in the beginning, and now he knows, and it's all because of you. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Hey, no problem. I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, <laughs> hey, every so hey everyone, thanks for listening to episode one hundred and forty-seven of Cyber Time Bite. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite. You can follow me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vamp. You can buy all my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Even Gear. Or even you know that the spork is the most powerful of them all. 
And you can buy all the Circus Stuck merch at Circus Stuck on Teespring. Um, make sure to buy the merch. Make sure to go check out the air episodes. Make sure to follow me on all my social media. How about you? Where can people, uh, where can people find Bento Box Cosplay? <laughs> uh, I'm Bento Box Cosplay on, on TikTok. No spaces. Uh, I am also Bento Box Cosplay on Facebook. That one has spaces. <laughs> but those are the three social media that I'm really on, and you can find me on all of those. So TikTok, <laughs> Facebook, and what's the other one again? Instagram. All Bento Box? <laughs> all Bento Box Cosplay. B-E-N-T-O-B-O-X-C-O-S-P-L-A-Y. Oh, so I'm getting... And, and, and real quickly, I'm guessing you click the Bento Boxes, right? You're subscribed to Bento Boxes? <laughs> Yes, I do like the bento boxes. <laughs> my nerd over here, my resident nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is the best. Hey, I would love to have you back on. That would be it would be so amazing. We can, I want to talk about we can talk about a lot more like we can go deeper into gaming. I mean, cuz I know this podcast has been mostly homestuck, but I like like we can talk more about gaming and other things that you like too, and you know that'd be fun. Um, so yeah, I want to thank everyone here for listening to this podcast today. I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one. Bye.